Hey, how's it going? I just rolled in the door, just got home, and this is the dedication that I have to all of you people out there. So I did work a 13-ish hour day today. That's what I worked, not when I left the house. So I left the house at, well, it's currently 10.30 p.m. right now, exactly on the nose, and I left the house at 7 o'clock this morning. So I've been gone about 14 hours. Is that 14 hours? I hope it's 14 hours. So I've been gone about 14 hours and this is what I would, I practice what I preach. I take all the hours. I am a bit of an hour whore because every dollar I earn is getting me one more closer to my financial freedom goal, which I think everybody should be pursuing some kind of a goal. If not just that, uh, I guess some people want, would prefer security over freedom. I'm going for the freedom aspect and there is a little bit of risk. So I'm drinking a Zivich right now. I don't know if you're familiar. Look it up on Google. It is Z-Y-W-I-E-C. And the people that are from Poland that I know tell me it's pronounced Zivich. And it's a very good beer. It's only three ingredients. Uh, it's. I apologize for that noise. <laughs> I'm trying to do that less. We're going to do that less going forward. And... This is a good beer. I like it. I'm a beer drinker and bourbon. Beer and bourbon, great combination. And I worked today extra hours. Now, I don't have to work them, but I do. They always ask me first because they know I'm going to take the hours and I'm very capable, obviously, of doing my job. I'm one of the best of the best, and there's a reason for that. And anyone who hears it, well, I've worked my butt off to do that and to learn as much as I can. And as I practice... What I preach that excellence is a choice. And I worked a lot today and I worked in Evanston, Illinois. So kind of a neat thing. So I was getting paid time. I get paid time and three quarter, by the way, for overtime. So why wouldn't I take it? Because that three quarter hour gets me to my financial goals just that much quicker before I can branch off and do what I want to do. Well, actually, I don't know what it is. My my first step is I was just talking it over with my wife is work will be optional. So in order to reach work being optional, I have to, I'm going to pay off my mortgage first. So I'm going to have no debt. I'm going to have a fully funded emergency fund of one year, at least maybe two uh, and money for any kind of emergency that would arise. This is something I wish I did earlier in my life is that, so I have it in CIT bank, the bulk of it. I did pull out a bunch to put in worthy bonds I've since replaced that I've diverted funds like water just diverted the flow to go into there and fill that up quicker and it really is a nice safety net because I believe right now I have about almost half a year maybe five to six months worth of uh, expenses in there that's everything that's mortgage gas fuel speaking of gas when I came home tonight I was almost out of I was running on fumes and I went the extra half mile to go to the mobile station because I am a shareholder in Exxon Mobil. so I'm trying to support Exxon Mobil tickles tickle symbol <laughs> it's a, a tickle symbol yeah the ticker symbol of XOM I've been trying to support them wherever and whenever I can because I have a fleet account, so I don't pay for it, but my work pays for the gas. So I try to help out everybody who owns ExxonMobil, including myself. I go out of my way to go to the Exxon station. <laughs> Every little bit helps, which is what I like to do. Practice what I preach. I guess this is what I have to call this episode, practice what I preach, you know? You know, 
you know, bro, you know? So that's what I did today. I worked and it was a kind of a neat walk down memory lane or drive down memory lane. So Evanston is north of Chicago. And my second job that was an overtime job that I voluntarily and willingly took was at actually, I'll tell you, it's 2909 North Sheridan. So if you want to, if you're bored and you have nothing else to do, go and Google this. I went from the Evanston, Illinois post office on Davis street to 2909 North Sheridan in Chicago. And I basically did not take Lakeshore Drive. I took Sheridan Road all the way down. I went by Wrigley Field. I'll post actually on my Twitter. I'll post a picture of that. You can see the work truck. So I purposefully took that way. Went by Wrigley Field, sent that picture to my wife. And everybody was out. It was just so great to see almost that sense of normalcy is back. So it was a very, it's a very beautiful night tonight. It was, I guess I can say it was because you are listening to this in the future. I'm talking to you from the fast. So what's up all y'all future people out there? You guys are in the future. That's really cool. I'm speaking to the future and you're listening to the past. Listen to the past. A lot of wise people are in the past. And I went by Wrigley Field and they were playing a game. I could hear the organ. And across the street on Sheffield, there was people, There, there's houses that um, they built on top of them so they can look over into Wrigley Field and watch the game, which I guess is nice now because that's about the only way you're going to be able to watch it live that's not on television. But all the bars tonight, there was so many people out. I love seeing those young people walking around, old people. Everybody's out enjoying themselves, getting some fresh air. I was working. I don't mind it. Uh, it's going to come back to me in spades one day. What I'm doing now will pay dividends in more ways than one, which is what this whole thing is about. This whole thing I'm doing is to share my experiences with you and show you that I'm a blue collar worker. I have a very good handle on finance. Now I'm learning good, I guess good for me and good for most people that I work with. A lot of people think I'm a financial whiz, but it's really just a basic understanding of how finances work and what you should and shouldn't be doing and how to kind of start handling it on your own is what I'm doing around here. So it was a lot of places I see have memories and history that my wife and I, we're kind of an odd couple in that we like to go out with each other. We'll make our own fun. We go dancing. We go bar hopping. We like to check out new bars. We like to end the night at a couple of our favorite old haunts uh, in Chicago. That would be uh, Late Bar and Exit. Exit Chicago is where we met. That's the one I tell you is the punk bar. And I met her there on a dance floor. And it was, well, I guess I could tell you the story uh, just really quick. It was November 26th, 2000, the year 2000. And I was out with some friends at a Polish bar that's no longer exists called Yadinkas. My friends are Polish, but not off the boat Polish. They're all born here. Uh, two of them, actually, their parents were from here, but they were born here. So I don't know why it is. If you're from Poland, let me know if it if you have any insight into this. But when I was at this club, it was very, I don't want to say sketchy, but they wanted to, the people that were from Poland, born and raised, wanted other people that were born and raised in Poland. And as soon as I would try and talk to a Polish girl and she would find out that I was not born in Poland, even though I have Polish blood, 
it just wasn't good enough. It wasn't what they were looking for. They wanted either, well, they would make an exception if you had money. If you had money, then, you know, you're okay. You're good. That's, there you go. That's like anything in life. The wealthy and the powerful play by a different set of rules. So guess what you should do? Don't bitch at it and don't complain. You should try to be as wealthy and or as powerful as you can because it gives you more freedom. It gives you more options. Wealth gives you options to do things that other people might not be able to do. It won't bring you happiness per se. It can come close to it, I guess, but it will give you many, many options. There's that old saying that if you can um, if you can make a problem go away by writing a check, you don't have a problem. That's a, a fantastic thing. But anyway, so I had been drinking and dancing and uh, this girl smiled at me and I went and danced by her and I introduced myself and I told her, hey, my name's Russ, what's your name? And it's fuzzy, but she either said, how much money do you make or what kind of car do you drive? And it just incensed me and I was done. <laughs> I was done. I turned right around, went to my friends. I remember they were sitting at a table. I said, uh, I think my exact words were like, I'm done with this shit. I don't know how you put up with these places. I'm leaving. So I, it was maybe around one o'clock in the morning, mid 1230. And I got in my truck and this was in the suburbs of Chicago. So I just by myself drove all the way to Chicago to my club where at least I knew I was going to finish the night hearing good music and I spent all my money. Uh, they did, that was before they had an ATM in there even. So I, but I knew everyone there and I figured I was just going to go dance, hang out for a little bit, drink some water. And there it is. I met my wife. So I wasn't looking that night. Uh, well, I guess I was now that I think of it, I tell that story that I wasn't looking, but I, I was not at that point in the night. I just wanted to enjoy myself and have some fun and just be around music that I enjoyed. So that's when I met my wife dancing. So we've had a lot of experiences together in the city and other cities. It's it's something that I think her hairdresser doesn't understand that just the two of us can go out for a whole entire night, dinner, drinks, bar hopping, whatever we want. We have a lot of the same, uh, thankfully we have a lot of the same, uh, likes and interests in common, which makes things a lot easier. So speaking of, I'm going to get to the portfolio here and I was on a job. One, one last parting thought before I just touch on some things. And by the way, I don't have any notes. I just have my phone so I can tell you what I bought and the prices I bought at, but I'm not going to be able to do any of the other numbers because it's literally 1041 right now. We've been, I've been blabbering for 11 minutes and I'm losing my train of thought. So what I am going to do is tell you while I, while I gain my thoughts here, I'm going to tell you about the things I bought. I bought things like Abby and I got dividends this, uh, this week, but Um, Yeah, so my wife and I would go out. I am having a complete brain fart here. Well, I'm going to get right into the portfolio while I think of that. And uh, so in my taxable on August 31st, I bought a share of AbbVie at $94.99. And oh, I do remember what it was. So I was at a job and the guy was asking me, what do you think about Trump? He just lost the whole thing and he's throwing the election away. And I honestly, because I'm on Twitter, uh, when I hashtag something, I see the 
tr- trending tags and one of them was um trump resigned trump hates the military or something honestly that's the most i knew of it and i am proud of this that apparently this is big news and i didn't even really know and i don't listen to news i figure if something's big enough somebody's going to tell me about it kind of like in it that manifested itself tonight this contact on the job said he notified me about it and said this whole big thing's blowing okay now i now i can look into it so the point being i didn't really i didn't know what he said or what was going on and i love that because you shouldn't be emotionally as i'm not emotionally attached or involved with any politician because i am always skeptical of politicians because they are going to do what's in their best interest and as i say remember politics is downstream from culture I read a fantastic uh, Abraham Lincoln autobiography, autobiography, you wish, biography about Abe Lincoln. And they said he had a very uh, astute political barometer, meaning that he could, he had a good sense of what the political majority wins, which way they were blowing. And that's what he would kind of like, I I got that feeling from Barack Obama. You know, people say he flip-flopped. Well, it worked. Uh, He was a great orator as well. Uh, it doesn't matter what you think of him. He won election twice. That's more than you or I have, <laughs> I think, unless there's some former president listening to me. What's up? Hit me up. Let's uh, let's blow this thing up. But anyway, the point is, is that he seemed a little incredulous, like you don't know what's going on. I said, no, I, I'm too. And it made me think I'm on the right track, that I am so preoccupied with trying to improve my life and move the needle on my life and get information and add value to your life and to our lives and to anybody's life I come into contact with that politics really isn't going to solve anything for me personally. Obviously, they can have decisions that can affect you and put roadblocks in your way or make things easier or harder to do business-wise. But very cool thing that I experienced tonight that tells me I'm on the right track that don't be skeptical of politicians and don't be emotionally involved because I know there's people like my mother who love Donald Trump. And if this is true, if he really did say this stuff, it's going to, I don't know what she's going to do, but for me, uh, eh, okay. I doesn't surprise me. You know, I, I want to know, I'll give anyone a chance. I want to know what they're going to do. That's going to improve the lives of everybody and not hurt one person at the expense of another, uh, whether that's financially or in any other regard. So with that being said, let's speak about finances because I'll just blabber on all night. Uh, No notes or nothing. Uh, So yeah, August 31st, so which was Monday, I bought a share of AbbVie at $94.99. And then I also received dividends from Invesco, which was only $3.10 and Wells Fargo, which was 50 cents. And on September 1st, the next day I bought another share of AbbVie as it, that news about, which I covered in the last podcast, that news that hit, um, about the, the subpoena of the, the Humira pricing, it's going to blow over. It's going to be a non-issue. So I took that advantage to buy a little more. And if you tuned into my chart, I was going to do another chart video tonight. Man, did I call it on Zoom, on Tesla, on Neo. And speaking of Neo, we're going to get right into that, but they tanked hard and I called it really, really presciently 
on Tesla that on the CCI, it was showing a bearish divergence, meaning the CCI was making lower highs and breaking down toward the 100 line and the share price kept moving up. So I wanted to do that with so you hear that my brain, ah, the wheels were turning. I couldn't think. Listen to this on one and a quarter, by the way. I listened to another episode, my last episode on regular speed, and it was a little bit painful. So I hope you're listening to this on one and a quarter. It'll make me sound a lot better and smarter than I am. But those wheels were turning and I couldn't figure out how to just start that next sentence without saying so. But we'll jump right into here. I called it they broke down in price. I said, it's going to dip. I don't know when, and I don't know how much the chart can't tell you that, but it tells you what is more than likely to happen. It doesn't mean it's what is going to happen. Chart reading. So technical analysis did it again. Technical analysis is a art, not a prediction of what's going to happen. It just tells you what's more than likely to happen. So I had, (laughs) there it is again. I bought a couple more Neo puts the other day. I just threw caution to the wind. That was on Monday. I bought those puts. I bought two more puts. So I had four $15.50 Neo puts at an average of 24 cents or $24 a put. And what happened today, I was on the phone with my wife driving to my first job and I was watching the prices fluctuate down and Neo started dropping and dropping. I said, Oh my God, this thing, my, my puts were about to expire worthless today, by the way, if it didn't hit 1550, they would expire worthless, worthless. And I would have lost what about $96. So I would have lost about 96 bucks and I ended up getting out. I ended up selling because the, 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 the market gods smiled on me and Neo just took a gigantic plunge for a few minutes, long enough for me to get a sell order in at 25. Uh, Charles Schwab improved it to 26. I sold all four at 26. I made $2 a contract. And so instead of losing $96, I ended up making a total of eight bucks on that. That was awesome. That made my day. So what did I do then? Because I got that money back. I bought a share of PepsiCo at $139.06. Every Friday, I'm buying a share of PepsiCo. I bought a share of Realty Income at $64.44. And then all tried and true, Johnson & Johnson, $148.49. And as of late, I have been having trouble buying anything other than big premium quality companies, which I think I'm going to focus on. And when some of my more ancillary positions start coming up in price, I'm going to sell them off and just put it into my beautiful blue chips to get those really nice, big and healthy. And then I might add a few more ancillaries that are not such something I chased yield on. I'm I'm man enough to admit, admit my mistakes. And in my, um, my self-directed IRA, I bought not a whole lot, not a whole lot. Uh, today I did all the buying today. I bought three shares of Albertsons ticker symbol ACI for uh, $13.21 a share that I now have 10 shares of and I don't include it in the spreadsheet yet which I'm going to update tomorrow because it's late and my wife's making pizza she's going to come down we're going to have another drink and watch our show and then go to bed I know you're not supposed to do that but whatever come on live a little live a little eat before you go to bed be dangerous we're not you know doing heroin down here Uh, we're not (laughs) 
Yeah. So I bought some Albertsons and Archer Daniels Midland, ticker symbol ADM. I bought three shares at $46.40. I continue to like Archer Daniels. Sorry, this isn't going to be any analysis really into these. You can do it yourself. Archer Daniels, just think food. We got to eat. They have, if you go on their website, I think it's in their investor section, but they have a breakdown of every ingredient they make and what foods it is in from sodas to chips to health food to organic food. They have food everywhere. So ADM isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And then Albertsons ACI is the people that they're distributing the food. And then last but not least, I did receive a qualified dividend from Honeywell of $6.30. So check that, take it to the bank. I'm going to come right back, tell you about my song of the show. Song of the show, here we go. Song of the show, song of the show. Adam Sandler, the song of the show is Phone Wallet Keys. You got to check this song out. It always makes me smile. It's only a year old. I don't even know if it's a year old. So it's from his last stand-up special, which is really funny. Check it out. Not much to explain on this. Just, I heard it made me laugh. Everyone I play it for likes it. I'm going to add it to YouTube as soon as I'm done with it. And just remember, it used to be so easy with my phone, my wallet, my KZ. I will talk to all y'all on Tuesday. Yes, Labor Day here in the United States. I was going to say Illinois, but it's in the United States, that it's which Illinois is part of the last time I checked. Labor Day weekend, we have a three-day weekend. Unless I get called for work, you know what I'm going to do because every dollar gets me one more dollar closer to my goal of having work be optional. So the more I work, the quicker I get there. And the quicker I get there, the more free I will be. I will talk to all y'all on Tuesday. Peace.